Um, A-level AS politics, uh, we're looking at a possible couple of 10 mark questions uh, related to the role of parliamentary whips. The source for this that I'm going to use today is from the Institute for Government, which is essentially an academic think tank. And there goes the bell, but we shall ignore that because it's irrelevant. So uh, this was written quite recently, so therefore as a politics teacher, always looking for something which is current, up to date, and therefore can be deployed when it comes to questions. So 10 mark question of the type, what are the whips? What do they do? Has the rule changed? How effective are they? All of those might find their way into a 10 marker. Equally, in a 26 marker, the changing role of the whips may explain whether or not government is more dominant or whether indeed parliament and backbench MPs are able to exercise a degree of control over the wishes of government. So bear that in mind. Whips, what is their role? Well, whips are MPs, first of all. They have to be elected or their peers, members of the House of Lords, who are linked to uh, a political party. And they're appointed to ensure that other members of the party be this on the opposition side, government side, small parties, large parties, toe the party line. They support the party line. That is to vote according to their party's agenda on a particular issue, a particular bill going through the House of Commons, going through the House of Lords. The Conservative government at the moment has 15 whips in the House of Commons and 8 in the Lords. Labour is 10 in the Commons and 12 in the Lords. And why might you say is there an imbalance here? Well, it's simply a ratio. There are more Conservative backbench MPs, so you need more whips to cover the ground. You might also look at that figure of 15 whips and recognise that, as Philip Carley said, the fundamental role of a, a whip is to communicate. And when you divide the number of 300-plus MPs that are uh, Conservative backbench MPs, remove, obviously, all the government payroll, these whips, in many ways, have a job of looking after about 250 MPs. So it's a, it's a fairly sort of... Um, manageable ratio, but they're there to make sure that the views from the backbenchers are sent up to the relevant government department, including that of the Prime Minister, and also feedback the information from government back to the backbenchers as to what government is expecting and what they hope. Whips do play a key role in organising their party's contribution to parliamentary business. Acting as a line of communication between the parties, as Philip Carley said, distributing information to parliamentarians and allocating their party memberships on parliamentary committees. Now, they have lost some control over choosing members for the backbench committee, which is always highlighted, select committees, which monitor the work of government departments, how well education is doing, defence is doing, health is doing. But they are very important when it comes to selecting members for the committee stage of a bill. Therefore, it's probably wise, if you want to have that rule, that you stay on the right side of the whip. The chief whip was Chris Heaton-Harris, can't remember the name of the new whip, that's one for you guys to find out, advises the cabinet, or in the case of Labour, the shadow cabinet, about how likely legislation is to pass. And here we have a graphic showing you who were, uh, between the, well, the last 20 odd years, who have been chief whips and how long they served in that particular role. Um, you can see with Labour, Nick Brown, and I think this has changed, Nick Brown was the, uh, has been in that position for 12 years. Uh, not the same kind of continuity uh, with the Conservative Party. Uh, there tends to be rather, as there's been with a lot of offices of state, a lot of coming and going. But equally, there's been lots of changes in administration from Cameron to May, from May to what was that guy called? Bojo Johnson, from Johnson now to uh, everybody's favourite, uh, Liz Truss. In addition, whips organise something called pairing arrangements, which allows MP to be absent from a vote by matching them with an absent opposition MP, thereby effectively cancelling out each other's votes. So that's a practical job they do. How do they keep 
the party in line, uh, this could be a 10 marker on its own. What methods do they employ or deploy to ensure that, be it on the government side or on the opposition side, people toe the party line? Uh, support the policy, go through the right lobby. Whips employ multiple persuasive tools to ensure as many of their party members vote as possible and in a desired way, although there is little public discussion about how they work, with some alleging that whips resort to underhand approaches, thus what Kylie refers to as the black book. Um, the political commentator Philip Cowley, there he is, he's in print, he exists, I'm so excited, famously claimed that conservative whips keep a black book containing party members' misdemeanours for leverage. Indeed, it has to be said in class, Nisha, for he is wonderful, has already watched the series House of Cards, the British version of which uh, included a, a, fictitious, a fictitious character, he was chief whip, who was also a manipulative so-and-so, called Francis Urquhart, thus F.U. I'm sorry to use F.U., don't tell Mr. Vance. Uh, and yes, he doesn't look like Vladimir Putin. Um, while during the height of the Partygate scandal, here we have a nice up-to-date example. In January 2022, the Conservative Chair of the Public Administration and Constitutional Affairs Select Committee, a guy called William Ragg, uh, accused government whips of blackmailing their MPs. This was quite a, quite a revelation. He reported that MPs had been told their constituencies could lose investment if they continued in their attempt to oust Boris Johnson. Now that was a very, so we say, open way of expressing, um, arguably it is a form of blackmail, uh, threatening MPs that if they didn't support the party line, then, you know, particularly in some of these red wall seats, there wouldn't be investment in Bury or somewhere. Bury's near Manchester um, and it's not my favourite place in the world. Um, whips also use more positive means of encouragement. So that was the stick. This is the carrot. They have the power to allocate offices in the parliamentary state and are known to offer the possibility of government or shadow government positions to MPs in exchange for their loyalty. During any debate in parliament, there's a little man or little woman sitting at the end of the benches with a notebook and they're writing down, Marco, helpful question, Katie. Not very helpful question. Grace, no way is she getting promoted. Type of answer. Nisha obviously is already promoted. Um, what is it like to be a whip? Well, Gavin Barwell, who was a government whip between 2013 and 2016, uh, this uh, would have been during the time, obviously, of uh, the coalition, uh, and then into David Cameron short, for a short period of time, before that thing called Brexit referendum came along, uh, he was on the Conservative side, told the Institute for Government that pretty much anyone on our side, and sometimes even opposition MPs, would come up to you because they knew you would know when the vote was coming and what it was about, and you'd be the go-to expert on that. He also spoke about how whipping has changed over time. Ah, I feel another 10 marker coming along. If you read stories of whipping in the 50s and 60s, it sounds like there was a lot of barking orders and intimidation, and that doesn't work today. As I said, during the 1970s, uh, when Labour was a minority government, uh, some of the whips used to go around and uh, all parts of Parliament, the bar, where they basically bring in drunk MPs, or they'd go to the toilets where they'd find MPs, you know, passing another motion, boom, boom, <laughs> move on. Um, or they'd actually go to the hospitals and drag them out of hospital because there was a key vote coming up and it was it was absolutely essential to get somebody there. It was suggested on one occasion that one MP who had actually died was put through the, uh, the yes lobby in order to ensure a vote. That probably is more of an urban myth than true. But things have changed. It's much more, it's a change in culture and society. Um, for a start, the House of Commons is much more I would say female friendly, but it's a much more diverse place, ethnically diverse um, and in terms of gender diverse. And you cannot get away with those kind of what I've described, no offence in Rockport, public school attitudes of, you know, bullying people. 
<coughs> Sorry, Mr. Vance. Uh, Jackie Smith, Labour Chief Whip from 2006 to 2007, emphasised how different being a whip is to being a departmental minister. So they're not running defence, they're not running education, they're not like uh, Therese Coffey, having a smoke, having a drink and running health. It is, was much more about interactions, meetings, individuals, calls with MPs and fellow ministers, and much more political and organisational within government than the other jobs that I had been used to. What is the whip? MPs are usually expected to show loyalty to their party when voting in Parliament. The instructions on how to vote are referred to as the whip. The details of each party's whip are not publicly released, however, meaning that there is no certainty over how MPs have been ordered to vote on any particular issue. The whip is also issued in the House of Lords, although party discipline is less strictly enforced among peers. Something else you need to know about the House of Lords? Um, the House of Lords doesn't have a political party with an overall majority. The largest party because of recent patronage is the Conservative Party. But there's a large number of members of the House of Lords, peers, who are what are called cross-benchers. Not because they're angry, but because they don't take a party line. So you cannot read exactly how they will vote. That's why the protocol legislation going through, uh, the Northern Ireland Protocol Bill going through the House of Lords, there could be amendments to it which could stymie it. Um, and the House of Lords tends to have some ability to hold things up at least. The importance of the vote is indicated by the number of times it is underlined. Once, twice or three times. Rather like my, my wife's favourite song, uh, Lionel Richie was singing when he was part of another group. She's once, twice, three times a lady. Well, there's once, twice or three times. A one-line whip means MPs are requested but not required to attend the vote. It's kind of polite, you know, would you like to turn up? A two-line whip, the most rare of the three, signifies that attendance is necessary and MPs will need to request permission if they need to miss the vote. Finally, a three-line whip is an explicit instruction to MPs that their attendance is essential and permission to miss such a vote would rarely be granted. It's be there or be square. What happens if an MP defies the whip? There are no fixed consequences for disobeying the whip, and the penalties vary depending on the type of whip and the individual and political circumstances. It is not always clear if an MP has disobeyed the whip, as voting instructions are not publicly available. However, sanctions for breaching the whip can include reduced prospects of promotion within the party, or selection for unpopular parliamentary duties, such as membership of delegated legislation committees. In other words, it'd be more or less like a form of detention. Repeatedly disobeying the whip may also affect an MP's chance of reselection by their constituency party or re-election at a general election. Defying a three-line whip is considered extremely serious and can lead to the whip being removed from the MP in question. Now, Jeremy Corbyn, as I said, former leader of the Labour Party, now on the back benches, had the whip removed from him for three, suspended for three months. It does happen. We have the example of 21 MPs uh, in the, the sort of the, the fiery situation of dealing with the uh, EU withdrawal bill, having the whip re removed from them as Conservative MPs. Uh, I think nearly all of those people did not stand for election again as Conservative MPs. What does it mean to have the whip removed? The whip being removed uh, means that the MP ceases to represent their party and sits as an independent MP. Oh, said before, 21 Conservative MPs had the whip removed in 2019 after voting against the government to allow MPs to take control of the Commons timetable to pass what was called the Ben Act. Ben is a guy called Hillary Ben, and together with the Conservative, had actually said that the House of Commons should be the determinant, should be sovereign when it comes to deciding how we leave and when we leave the European Union, not the government on its own. So it really fouled up Theresa May's plans and indeed Boris Johnson's plans, which was designed to remove the possibility of a no-deal Brexit. As of March 2022, there are eight MPs sitting as independents, having had the whip removed. These include former leader of the Labour Party, surprise, surprise, um, Jeremy Corbyn, who was suspended from the Labour Party after refusing to accept 
all the Equality and Human Rights Commission's findings on anti-Semitism in the party. Uh, ministers and shadow ministers are usually expected to resign if they wish to vote against the party's position and are highly likely to lose their role uh, if they break a three-line whip. Who decides how to discipline? This is ultimately a matter of politics. MPs may escape sanction if they have widespread support within the party or if cabinet members have sympathy for their actions. Minority governments are faced with an acute challenge in disciplining MPs, simultaneously relying heavily on party loyalty while lacking the numbers to threaten sanctions such as the removal of the whip. The role of the whips is therefore even more important when the government's majority is small, as it was with Theresa May, uh, as it was with David Cameron, obviously during coalition 2010 to 2015, very important. Less so now with an 80-seat majority. MPs who have lost the whip may, uh, may have it restored. Of the 21 Conservative MPs who had the whip removed to September 2019, 10 had the whip restored the following month. How common is it for an MP to disobey? Relatively rare. However, Brexit put significant pressure on party discipline. In 2017, 47 Labour MPs disobeyed a three-line whip, requiring the party MPs to support the triggering of Article 50, while 118 Conservative MPs voted against the government's Brexit deal. Three-line whips have also been defied outside of Brexit context. 97 Conservative MPs voted against the introduction of compulsory COVID passes for nightclubs and large venues in December 2021. And finally, what is a free vote? This means the vote is not whipped. The MPs may vote as they wish. Free votes or conscience votes uh, are one of the few occasions when members of the government, usually bound to support the government position by the Convention of Collective Cabinet Responsibility, can express their independent opinion. Traditionally, free votes have been matters of conscience, such as fox hunting, assisted dying, abortion, things like that, when it is accepted that MPs of the same party may have different views. In some circumstances, free votes can be used as a way to managing internal politics, particularly when there are strongly held and competing views among the party leadership. In such cases, allowing a free vote can prevent an embarrassing government defeat or party rebellion. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes Mr Foster rabbiting on for how long? That was 14 minutes.